It's Thursday, April 20, 2017. We're bringing renewables in a big way. Saudi Arabia invests $50 billion in renewable energy projects. Wildfires are getting bigger and more frequent thanks to global warming. The Arctic now has a plastic garbage patch. EPA moves to scuttle more air pollution regulations. Plus, science scientists and evidence-based policymaking are under attack, and people who support science have to take a public stand at this point. Scientists fight back in the March for Science and the People's Climate March. All of those fighting scientists and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. New rule, if you have a Trump bumper sticker on your Prius, we get to revoke your driver's license. (laughs) You said it, brother. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, those oil barons of uh, Saudi Arabia seem to have figured out something that the oil barons in the USA have not yet come around to. Indeed. Saudi Arabia, the world's biggest exporter of crude oil, is getting serious about weaning itself off of oil. This week, it announced it accepted proposals to build 30 solar and wind projects worth $50 billion, with the goal of producing 10% of its electricity from renewables within the next five years. The goal, according to Saudi Energy Minister Khalid Al-Fali at a recent energy conference, is to diversify its domestic energy supplies. We're also driving within this Vision 2030 15-year plan also energy diversification. So we're bringing renewables in a big Mm -hmm. way. And, of course, it makes sense. They want to sell all of their oil, and they might as well not burn it at home. Plus, they certainly have plenty of sunshine. In the desert, yeah, of course they do. So Saudi Arabia has figured it out, but... Apparently, the U.S. has yet to figure it out. Well, the Wall Street Journal reported late Wednesday that oil giant ExxonMobil has asked the Treasury Department for an exemption from U.S. sanctions against Russia so it can resume its $500 billion joint venture with state-owned Russian oil company Rosneft to continue offshore oil drilling in the Russian Arctic. That was a deal signed back in 2012 by then-Exxon CEO Rex Tillerson, who is now the U.S. Secretary of State. Hmm, I wonder if he'll get that exemption. Speaking of the Arctic, it has a plastic pollution problem now. According to a new study published Wednesday in the journal Science Advances, researchers found tiny pieces of plastic pollution throughout the water, in sea ice, and on the ocean floor. They say that ocean currents are carrying more pollution into the Arctic, but they also say that there are more humans in the Arctic, as declining sea ice opens the region to more shipping and industrial activity. We really ruin everything, don't we? Here in the U.S., wildfires are growing larger and more frequent as global warming continues heating up and drying out forests. Nine of the ten worst fire seasons in the U.S. have all happened since the year 2000. 2015 was the worst wildfire season in U.S. history. Now researchers at the University of Colorado in a new study warn that to reduce risk, forest management and firefighting must change, like letting some fires burn without intervention. And they say officials should discourage expansion of home building into fire-prone forested areas. 
The American Lung Association released its annual State of the Air report on Wednesday, estimating that 125 million Americans breathe unhealthy levels of air pollution where they live. So, of course, on the same day, the Trump EPA asked a court of appeals to delay a hearing on rules that would limit the amount of toxic mercury that coal plants can belch into the air. The EPA this week also announced it will reconsider regulations limiting methane, volatile organic compounds, benzene, and other toxic air pollution from new oil and gas facilities. Because what the world needs is more benzene. Here in the U.S., scientists and the people who love science are marching to protect and defend science in the Trump era. Two marches modeled after the Women's March, the March for Science on Earth Day, April 22nd, and the People's Climate March on Saturday, April 29th, with hundreds of marches planned in the U.S. and around the world. Eric Davidson, geochemist and president of the American Geophysical Union, said in an interview with Voice of America that there has never been a greater need for scientists to speak up publicly to defend scientific integrity. I think the day is gone when scientists can stay in their ivory towers and assume that everyone is going to recognize their value. Finally, in Kentucky, on the heels of a coal museum installing solar panels on its roof to save money, this week a Kentucky coal company announced it's building the state's largest solar farm atop two of its closed mountaintop removal coal mines. Berkeley Energy Group says it's definitely not abandoning coal, but it sees the solar farm as a way to use reclaimed land and bring jobs for unemployed coal workers and clean energy to the area. And use all of that free sunshine falling from the skies. Just saying. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget you can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn, or iTunes. Find us, follow us, and share us on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your Green News Report. You might as well be walking on